Kickoff from the Leading Edge. I'm Jerry Anderson. Good to have you guys along ahead on the program today. I first got to meet this oh-so-talented young student-athlete when she was leading the Rogers High School Rams to not one, but two state basketball titles. Now playing for the University of South Carolina, Zaya Cook is now a national champion. Yep, they won the NCAA tournament, and she's along with us in just minutes. But up first, you remember, don't you, how excited your kids were? Remember when the school year ended, summer is here, teacher let us out, blah, blah, blah. Now, you also likely remember that in too many cases, within a few weeks, maybe even days into the summer break, you'd hear, I'm bored. There's nothing to do. I'm bored. And you know what? A generation before that, we were probably saying and doing the exact same thing. Well, a couple of weeks ago on this show, Mayor Wade Kapsikavich, joining me to dissect his State of the City address, reiterated the same thing, that you just cannot, with a straight face, you cannot honestly say there's nothing for young people to do until later this summer. So I set out on my own to find out if they're shooting straight with me. And what I found, folks, impressed me enough that I wanted to bring the issue right here onto Leading Edge. Karen Ranney Wilkins is the Commissioner of Parks and Recreation for the City of Toledo. Thank you so much for being with us. We have to admit, a couple of things off the top here. Between the pandemic, let's face it, for a while there, Karen, we didn't want people getting together in parks or in place else. Um, and also, we have to admit that earlier budget, historic budget squeezes, park and rec, that was always the easy out, the easy place to cut. And recreation programs did kind of languish there for a few years, didn't they? I would say yes. I mean, I've not been on the team for that long, but I've heard great stories about how robust our programs used to be. Um, and through a series of budget cuts, you know, um, that kind of went away. But um, the beauty of what we're doing now is that we have an opportunity. We've got funding through the American Recovery Dollars, and we are actually um, supporting those organizations that stepped into the void that was created when we exited. That's and what I think is so different. So that's the big thing that makes this year different is we have the cash. Right. Okay. Let's talk about it now. Because, folks, as we talk about the programs that are out there for people this summer, how, how many programs are we talking about? Over 100. Over 100 programs, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm going to tell you where you can see them all, the whole list of them. But if you were to look at the numbers and the kinds of programs the city is trumpeting, you'd say to yourself, hey, there's just no way we can hire enough people, have enough space to pull this off. But to me, um, Karen, the, the the beauty of this whole thing is you didn't have to hire. You simply had to partner. Tell us about that. So there's been amazing people in the community doing some really good work with kids for years. And I think that they just needed a little bit extra support, a little bit extra financial support and um, encouragement. And that's what we've done. We set out this year to reach across the community to a lot of different partners and there was an application process that they went through and we called it down. We had over a million, uh, excuse me, over $11 million in requests for $2 million worth of funding. Um, but we've got it down to about 101 programs that we think are, have got great quality, have got great diversity in terms of what's offered. Mm -hmm. And there's something really for just about everyone. Okay. And compare that just to give us in terms of size and scope of this thing, what Roughly, get me in the ballpark of how many programs we would have in, in previous years. 
So last year was the first year we attempted this. We did it kind of, um, the money came in at the last minute. We didn't have as much, but we were able to actually fund 49 programs. So this year we've doubled the number of programs and we reached last year just shy of 18,000 kids. And this year we're hoping to double that would be over 35,000 kids. Wow. Wow. Now see, that makes a difference folks, because I don't know about you. I was always told, I think this was Grandma Anderson, uh, you know, the idle hands, the devil's workshop, all that kind of stuff. If I, as a kid, don't have something to do constructive, guess what? I'm going to find something to do. And it may not be constructive. It may be destructive. And the idea here, you're talking 35,000 kids, that is a whole bunch of kids. Now, I've been trumpeting the program. I'm going to walk through some of them. You don't need to, you know, explain all of them to me. But first off, we should point out, Every student in Toledo Public Schools, I believe every student in Washington local too, I think, well, uh, were sent home. Tell me about that. Uh, so, don't they have the book booklet on this? Right. So there is a really very one, wonderful little booklet that's got all the programming in it. And as my understanding is, it went home with the elementary school kids at TPS and and Washington local. So yeah. so we didn't have enough to reach every child, but the elementary school kids have them, and we've got a whole host of additional supplies at libraries, community centers, all of that. All right. So think about the library in your neighborhood, the local community center. If, if, if your youngster didn't bring that home from school, you know, they'll do that sometimes and forget to bring stuff home. Uh, they're out there or for all of us, Hey, we're all living in the digital age. You can go where I went and you'll want to mark this down folks to the website that has everything listed. Give that to me, please. So it's www.toledo.oh.gov backslash summer. That's as easy as it is. And I thought that sounded too simple. I know it's got the whole .oh kind of thing, but think about it. Toledo.oh, like Ohio, toledo.oh.gov. This is the government of the city. So toledo.oh.gov. And that's it. Slash and then summer, and there you go. What programs are out there? We're going to talk about that when we come back. Going to take a quick break. This is um, Karen. Um, I want to get this right. Randy Walkins, he is the commissioner of Parks and Recreation, City of Toledo, talking about a chock full summer of activities that it's up to you to take advantage of. This is Leading Edge, and I'm back right after this. We're back at Leading Edge talking about summer activities. The mayor has been out there telling everybody there is no way anybody can honestly say. There's nothing to do for kids this summer. And I thought, okay, I think I've heard this before. And then I went to the site, toledo.oh.gov slash summer. And folks, I had to tell you, let's talk about some of these if we can, Karen. And maybe you want to talk about some of the partners. Unfortunately, we can't mention all of them because there are so many. But some of the programs are summer. Okay, by category, there's one called MOVE. Okay, yeah, I like that. You're going to be moving. So we're talking a variety of basketball camps, but folks, football too, some flag football. Hey, future golfers out there, there's one program called First Tee. And soccer buffs, you're not forgotten out there either. These are some of the more traditional, let's get out there and play sports in the summertime, Karen. True. And we're going to go now, let me give you another second one that I'll let you talk about some of the people we're partnering with. Just getting outdoors is great for kids. Let's face it, getting them away from their screens, right? And I'm seeing fishing camp, equestrian. I know the Frederick Douglass Center has a great outdoors experience. There's even urban farming. Talk about some of the programs and some of our partners, if you would, please. There's a lot of creativity out there. So again, you've mentioned some of them. I mean, we've got 
if you want to learn how to grow things, we've got two different kinds of um, camps that, that will allow you to do that. Um, we've got theater camps. We've got improv, um, the spoken word, poetry. Um, we have painting. We have drum lines and dancing. And we even have uh, a new esports. There are going to be a series of esports events, which we're hoping will spin into a, an esports league in the fall. So that's pretty new and different for Toledo. Yeah, um, you jumped ahead. You got into some great ones. Performers. Yeah, you, you have that performance bug, you know, some of right. us do. Um, musical theater. There's one broadcasting and media. Look out. Something called open mic. You like to speak? Do it on the microphone. And as uh, uh, Karen Rennie Wilkins said, even a drumline camp. Um, it, it just now, the mayor points out, that most people are going to find that most of the programs are free, but not all are. Break that down for me. I would say about 95% of the programs are free. The others are, there's a nominal fee just to cover some additional expenses that they need to do to cover in, in their programming. But it's very affordable, I think, for just about everyone. Uh, so there's really should be no obstacles. A lot of the programs are actually buying equipment for the kids. So, for example, the, the golf program that they're going to do at um, Wilson Park, yeah. those kids, I think, are going to get a set of golf clubs, is my understanding. So, I mean, this is it's not just, a, you know, one week and you're done. They really want to inspire young people to learn and take it on and continue on, develop skills. Now, um, not all of these, because I was asking, well, when does this all start and when is it? The thing of it is, these are not cookie cutter programs. In some cases, it's a drop-in day-long kind of thing. Other things could be a week. Some could be longer. Is that correct? Absolutely. There's some that programs work? that you can sign up for the whole summer, but I would say most of them have like a, you know, a week, a few weeks. Um, but there's, so you could line up a whole series of things to do a lot of variety for the whole summer. Yeah, it doesn't have to be pick one of these out and that's what you're going to do for the summer. They're all over the place from soup to nuts. Where do people go to sign up? So you can go. The best place, I think, is to go onto the website and there's links involved that will take you where you need to go. But um, if you get the booklet in the back of the booklet, there is actually contact information, the phone numbers, websites, um, exactly where you need to call or go to register. So it's all right there. Uh, getting the word out, I think, is why I wanted you on this program, why I wanted to highlight this this week. I know that we, we really have to reach out to whom? Parents, guardians, who's ever in charge of the kids for the summertime. They're going to have to get them to the program, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of them are happening right in the neighborhoods. So, so, so transportation isn't always going to be an issue. Depends on what it is you want to do and where it's being held. But we've been very deliberate about having programming across the community so that there's something going on in your neighborhood or in, in the near vicinity. So it should be walkable. Um, but yeah, we, we do count on the parents and the grandparents and uncles and aunts and cousins to, you know, like, okay, pull in the driveway, come on, we're going, you know, I mean, it's, it's going to be a community initiative to get kids to these programs and keep them involved. Uh, a lot of stuff going on out there, folks. Uh, about the time that youngster says, I'm bored, there's nothing to do, man, just take them and say, come on, kids, you know the computer, do it. Toledo.oh.gov slash it summer. And there's all sorts of programs. My thanks to Karen Ranny Wilkins, Commissioner of Parks and Recreation, City of Toledo, for keeping us on the leading edge of uh, an exciting and busy summer ahead. And when I come back, 
my chat with Zaya Cook, national champion, Zaya Cook on Leading Edge. Welcome once again to Leading Edge. I'm Jerry Anderson. Great to have you there. One of the best things about my career was the amazing people I've gotten to meet and chat with. And you know, I love local stories of successful people, learning what makes them tick, what inspires them. And I want to welcome into Leading Edge. She needs no introduction, but I'm going to give her one anyway. An extremely talented young lady who is now a national champion. Zaya Cook plays basketball, as you know, for the University of South Carolina, the team that early this spring won college basketball's national championship. And most of us, frankly, remember Zaya as the Rogers High School Ram who led her team to back-to-back state high school championships back in 2018 and 2019. Zaya, welcome. Congratulations, national champ. I Thank know you. you I know you dreamed of this moment, a national title. And I'm wondering if the reality lived up to the dream or maybe even exceeded it. Um, I think I think so. Uh it's something I've been dreaming of my whole entire life, being a kid, watching, watching the games um for the national championship, being able to actually be in the stands and, and hoping one day I could be there. Um, not knowing that I would I actually can get it done, but I just dreamed it. And I think uh, anything you dream about, it can come true. Um, so my dreams are starting to become my reality, and it's and it's just a blessing for me. We're going to talk more about those dreams coming up on top of this one you've already achieved. Because of, of your team's success down there in South Carolina, you get a lot of TV exposure, which is great for us because we get to see you a lot. Your mm-hmm. team knocked on the door your second season. I mean, you guys got to the Final Four. Uh, that was a good Stanford team, though, uh, that eliminated your team. Heck of a game. And I'm wondering, as I, without that game and that experience, even though it wasn't the outcome you wanted, are you sure this season's success would have happened without that game? That's a good question. Um, I think the first time we went to the Final Four, we were always just happy to be there. I think mm. we were just happy to be able to get there, um, not knowing what the outcome would be. Uh, but just being able to get there, it was our first go around. We knew that it would be super hard. Um, so once we finally got to the final four game, when we lost, we were super heartbroken, but we were just proud of ourselves to know that we, we have the ability to get there. So I think that's where the motivation came from in that, in that area. Um, but then our second, when we got there this time, I know for for, for me, I'm like, we can't lose this. (laughs) We can't lose it. Like I was. I was nervous in a way, and it was more so nervous about the semifinal game. Um, I'm just nervous about that because it's like this is where we failed at last time, and I didn't want to fail again. Um, So that was where I was super nervous from. But once we got into the final game, I was super, super happy about that. Um, And I had a lot of of confidence in us, and I knew what we were capable of, and I knew we could get it done. So the first go-around was more just getting our feet wet, knowing how it is to be in the final four, and then this time around, we wanted to make sure we got all the way done. Was it especially sweet? Oh, yeah, you got to the championship and got it done and really pretty comfortably. And mm-hmm. by the way, the big lead they got out to, you can thank this young lady. I think he had eight in the first quarter, for Pete's sake. Was <laughs> it especially sweet beating UConn and Gina Oriyama, taking nothing? They had a lot of success. But I'm thinking that was the program that had to just be ruling things back in your, like your prep days, your younger days, weren't mm-hmm. they? Yeah, that definitely was. I, I remember as a kid, UConn was the school that everyone talked about. That's the school that everyone wanted to everyone wanted to go to. But honestly, after we beat them like my freshman year, 
that was when it was super exciting for me. And I was like, wow, we just beat UConn. But anytime after that, it just was a regular game for me. Um, I think the narrative has changed a little bit yeah. in a way. Uh, UConn is not the only school that's being talked about. So every team that we played, I had the same mindset with. And because we did beat UConn earlier in the season, yeah. and I had a really good game when we beat them um, earlier in the season, I just wanted to transfer everything I did from the first time we beat them to the um, last game that we had against them. So, of course, it's, it's fun. It's UConn, it's fun to beat them, but I would have been happy and excited rather it was any other team. Yeah, well, as long as you get the trophy at the end, absolutely. One of the things that I really hope everybody notices, uh, my guest here, Zia Cook, if she wanted to, she could put up eye-popping numbers every night, points, rebounds, assists, all that stuff, and she still does very well that way, but she could put up just eye-popping numbers, but that wouldn't necessarily make her team better. In other words, I could see you sacrificed some personal production to lift those around you. And I'm wondering if that's hard to do. It's definitely hard to do, I think. But it's a process. Like, I've I, I just been trusting my process, listening to Coach um, and everything that she she tells me to do. Um, I think this year was more of a, a learning year for me, being able to slow it down for myself and, and see game clear um, rather than mucking it up for myself. Um, so I think this year was definitely a learning year, being able to, be that player that can get my teammates involved, be a scorer when needed, um, just doing all the little things to, to advance my game, um, to help me for when I'm at the next level. I think simplifying everything and just being an a easier player rather than making it so hard, um, it, it clearing it up. I just wanted to clear everything up for myself um, and just be a great teammate. Um, college players can now benefit monetarily off of their name, image, likeness. We talked about that, I think, last week with the uh, athletic director at the University of Plato, the new athletic director, Brian Blair. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm reading where businesses, and I'm not surprised, are just lining up mm -hmm. to have Messiah Cook represent them. So, so you're rich now? Hey, I wouldn't <laughs> say rich, but I, I would say I'm, I'm definitely... You're going the right direction. Yeah, the right path to get there. Definitely. <laughs> Wait, you know, the, do you have to go out and find these people? They come, I'm guessing they come looking for you. Yeah, they definitely, well, I have an agent, so she does her job at getting the right people around me to do deals with. And then if they do reach out, that's something I wouldn't know because she handles that. I handle basketball and she just lets me know what deals she wants me to do. So uh, definitely they, they might reach out to me. I'm not sure, but my agent take care of everything in that, in that uh, matter. I just, I have an agent. That is so cool. Um, my favorite part maybe of the Zia Cook story, which the Zia Cook story, folks, is still being written. You won't believe the chapters I think are ahead. But I think my favorite part so far would involve, Zia, the, the changes you made over time in everything from your classroom performance to the young woman that you've become. Mm -hmm. Explain what's motivated that. What got you to engage in all of this more seriously? Honestly, just looking at the big picture of things, um, I had to realize that at, at some point in my life, I have to grow up. Um, I'm going to have to be an adult at some point in my life. And also just knowing that my dad was not playing around with me uh, at all in high school um, if I didn't get my act together. So it just took me to know that I have to grow up and I had to know that I'm not like everyone else. Um, in a way, I'm not normal. I can't do normal things, what normal teenagers do. So I had to grow up at a young age and just become more mature. Um, and a huge testament to the woman that I had in my life at Rogers, uh, Miss Welch, Miss Neely, um, and plenty others that definitely were there for me, showing me the way and mentoring me. 
to become the woman I am today. Doesn't happen very often, but um, gosh, you now have a street named after you out near your old high school and out there in Rogers territory. What's that feel like? It's definitely a super, super great feeling for me. Super excited about it. Happy that the city is behind me 100 percent, giving me my flowers while I'm young and just showing their appreciation for me. Um, It's super special. And for it to be right next to Coach Smith, it's even it's even better for me. So I'm super thankful. Um, and it's, it's, it's a blessing. Um, with nothing really left to prove in college, couldn't you move on to the WNBA, which I know is your ultimate goal? You're going to get there. You, you Could you do that now? No, actually, I wouldn't be able to leave right now because of my age. Uh, you have to be 22 in order to go to the WNBA uh, your junior year. And I, and I wouldn't qualify for that. So uh, I definitely will all have to stay all the way into my uh, senior year. So you're, coming, you're, you're coming back, but they didn't count COVID year 2020 as an eligible year. You, I think you could play two more years, but you're going to come back for one more year. Is that right? Yeah, one more year. So I'll be a senior. Bet you Coach Staley's happy about that, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, respect you also so much that you haven't forgotten your Toledo roots, where you came from. I, I grew up in Toledo, and it's been great to see you do the same thing. Thank you for doing us all proud. Congratulations, you champion, and continued success to you. Thank you. Zion, nice to see you again. Be well. Yes, you too. You too. And I'll be back on Leading Edge. I want to thank my guest today, Karen Ranny Walkins from the city and Zion Cook, national champion. Get out and enjoy the activities this summer with the kids and have a great week ahead. See you next week on Leading Edge.